Good morning, friends, and welcome to Hamburg Lore, the show where we explore the weird characters and history that's used to sell you food and other garbage. I'm your host, Cam Koenig. And I'm your host, Nathan Brandt, from the future again. Today, we're joined by our good, good pal, Pilnock. Hey, what's up? First repeat guest on the show. Is that real? I feel yeah, so honored. Actually, I, I, I straight up have no idea how I'm going to address the fast food thing. Has your favorite changed? I don't remember what your favorite was. I remember I dunked on Winstead's and I would like to apologize because I went back after Pride. Winstead's is great. Yeah. And it was a really great shake. It's a really good. Yeah. So sorry, Winstead's. Thanks yeah. for the really good chocolate shake. OK, so like I said, I'm from the future right now because my computer crashed again. and We lost the first half of Cam's thing. Don't worry. We have fail saves. This won't happen again. I asked uh, Pilnock what their most favorite nasty food was here, though. It's the fish fillet. Yeah. It's so it's so good, bad. And what's wild is I'm allergic to pickles and cucumbers. Well, mm-hmm. I mean, it's the same thing. But whatever is in that tartar sauce, I can eat. Then right here, I think I made a joke about how every fish fillet that exists right now is made in like 1970 or something. I can't quite remember. I'm going to mostly not talk for the first part of this. So take it away, Cam. Yeah. So speaking of fish sandwiches today, we're going to talk about one Jeffrey the Giraffe of Toys R Us fame. Don't ruin him me i'm more looked into this because i was just curious what the fuck is going on with toys r us half of this report is basically just like what the fuck is up with toys r us and half of it is like hey here's jeffrey hey. the year is 1948 a man named charles lazarus is his real name yep nate just backed away from the mic terrified back from the dead charles a man named charles lazarus returns back home to washington dc following world war ii Um, And he decided to open up a shop selling children's furniture and like baby furniture and stuff like that. Pretty much the entire reason that he decided to do this was because almost every single person that he served with in World War II was talking about how much they wanted to come home and have children, a.k.a. fuck constantly. Yeah. Um, And so he kind of anticipated the baby boom in a way that some people who were starting businesses or in business at the time super didn't. And that was honestly kind of why Toys R Us as we knew it, was successful, I guess. This business venture was pretty successful. Uh, he eventually opened his own storefront. He started out just like his parents owned a like a bike sale shop and he just started like selling furniture in the corner and they just like, yeah, here you go, whatever. <laughs> um, he did notice uh, after he started just being like, yeah, fuck it, babies like toys. I'll throw some toys in here too. Um, <laughs> he did start to notice that parents that would come in to like buy things from his store They would only buy furniture once, but they would keep coming back to buy baby toys for each new baby. And so he basically just started selling more and more toys. And thus, he accidentally got into the toy market. In 1957, uh, he decided to, you know, open up Toys R Us kind of as we know it. And then, you know, the rest of Toys R Us happened. Yeah, he he basically just drew the R backwards because he's like, that's cute. That looks like a kid wrote it. And then it just stuck. Um, he also was like the person that came up with like the fucking I want to be a Toys R Us kid slogan in the 80s that was pretty popular. Like yes. he was around for almost all of the company's history up to this point, which was interesting. I like that when he was designing the logo, he was like, kids are fucking stupid. Yeah, they'd make totally, this. <laughs> totally. Hey, it's Nathan from the future again. Sorry, I'm eating pizza. You ever try this stuff? Um, I think I asked, do you think that corn would have its name looking like this? Were it not for Toys R Us back in the day? Oh, my God. Good question. 
Interesting. Yes. This butterfly effect yeah. is yeah. It's incredible. I'm into that. Boom, Dr. Room and, and such. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> um, a few fun facts about Charles before we move on. Um, one, uh, the people he served with were not the only ones who come back, wanted to come back from war and fuck. Mm-hmm. Um, he had two children with his first wife. He was married three times and his second wife was a sex therapist. And hey, good for you, buddy. Hell yeah. He was the CEO of Toys R Us until 1994, um, at which point he was really fucking old. Um, and he was the chairman of the company uh, until 1998, pretty much around the time that he stepped down. I don't know if this was like the cause of that, but that was like the exact year that Walmart eventually surpassed Toys R Us and toy sales. So this was Those like bastards. the beginning of their decline. And then in Mar- on March 22nd, 2018 was whenever he passed away. And the literal next day, uh, they began liquidation sales no. to basically get rid of the company. That's so dark. Yeah. Um, so he was like weirdly part of the beginning and the end. Let's talk about that fucking giraffe. All right. Wait, hold on. I'm sorry. This is very literal cradle to grave. Yes. It started with baby furniture. Yeah, absolutely. This report was pretty much written for me because... The ToysRS.com website keeps a pretty fucking good history of Jeffrey the Giraffe, and I will be reading from that here, um, at which point in our Discord call here, I will be uh, placing some pictures as yes. we get to each different uh, revision of Jeffrey. Okay. Uh, so here's the first one. To each generation, a Jeffrey is born. In 1965, the earliest version of Jeffrey was known as Dr. G. Raff, which is why <gasps> his name is Jeffrey with a G. This bitch has a doctor. Yeah. In what? Um, I think I made a joke about giraffe tongue here. Yeah. His last name is Raff. R-A-F-F-E. He was created as a, he was the mascot and like, quote, representative for uh, Charles's first store, which was called Children's Bargain Town. Um, (laughs) Yeah. It sold toys and baby furniture and presumably children for very cheap. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Yeah. Hey, honey, can you pick up some milk and a baby? So basically, uh, the artist who designed uh, Dr. G. Raff um, just basically slightly updated his uh, appearance and made him a little bit more likable. And then a store associate just was like, he looks like a Jeffrey. So then they just started calling him Jeffrey. Cute. Um, He made his first commercial debut in 1973. In the early 1970s, Jeffrey introduced his family to the world. Oh. His wife. Did he come from home? Did he come home from war? And yeah, yeah. Uh, and then he came home after war. Um, <laughs> uh, his wife, Gigi, it's G-I-G-I, uh, daughter, baby G, and son, Junior. Uh, they rode in their family car, the Jeffrey Mobile, which is, and I'm not making this up, a double-decker bus fueled by potato chips. What? I'm having a fucking out-of-body experience listening to this without me in it. Um, anyway, this is the last thing for me from the future. Invest in um, bone coin. During this era, they basically did like a makeover. He has like a weird fucking dad haircut <laughs> that I'm like not crazy about. <laughs> they did reinstall the end of his antenna, by the way, though. Yeah. And and so I found out those are not called antenna. They're ossicones. I had to learn that today. I like that. Is that sideburns they've given him I think as well? They gave, I think they gave Jeffrey sideburns. That sucks. Like mutton chops. Here's uh here's some pictures of his family. Giraffe power. I'm sorry, giraffe power. Hold on, yeah. yeah hold, on. hold on a second. On. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, let's unpack that. Let's not. <laughs> Two things. One, a lot of these giraffes, and I think that is how you should say it, giraffes, 
they do have hair. Yeah. It's all blonde. Yeah. Which implies that the hair on their body yeah. is something else. Yes. <laughs> which I don't enjoy. Or that these particular <sighs> giraffes are just skin. Don't. Don't. Jeffrey the skin giraffe. Uh, the, the second picture I posted here is like another ad with basically like, you know, it's got <gasps> the, the, the rest of the family here and everything. They're wearing just clothes. Um, and then the third picture is just like really upsetting. And I'm sorry, but I'm posting it. Um, it, it, it features baby G in like a bib and diaper uh, and like a little bow tie. I don't want to gloss over the baby giraffe coming out of the egg. Yeah, I think that's baby G. And let's be real. She's way bigger than that egg is. Is this a diaper kink? Yeah. Is this an adult teen baby situation? I mean, yes. so at this time, I don't know. It is unconfirmed at this time. Maybe this is why he started dating a sex therapist. <laughs> oh, I hope she helped him. I don't fucking know. Not um, to yuck any yums, but um. But I'm yuck. yucking that yum. <laughs> I'll yuck that one. <laughs> so we move to 1988, um, and this Ooh. was the Jeffrey that like I remember seeing on like commercials and stuff whenever I was growing up. They still kept the hair and everything. Um, this was like kind of like the height of Toys R Us popularity. Uh, so throughout the 90, throughout the 1980s, Jeffrey and his family made appearances in stores, parades, and other events. This is whenever, you know, like, they would do, like, big things. Like, I always remember seeing in the newspaper growing up, like, hey, you could go over to Toys R Us and you could, like, hang out and get your picture taken with Jeffrey. Like, that was, like, a big thing they were doing to try to get kids there. Mm -hmm. They greeted fans at iconic American locations, including the Statue of Liberty and San Francisco cable cars. Those are the only two iconic American things, apparently. Complete definition of America right there. Jeffrey and his family made their home in a comfortable New England lighthouse, which could comfortably accommodate their height, which I think is a funny touch. That's cute. Yeah, I like that. Um, Life-size versions of Jeffrey were also spotted in TV commercials during the 80s, taking kids on adventures to Toys R Us stores and sharing news of all the great toys they would discover there. Hold on a second. You said life-size? Yeah. Is this humans in enormous giraffe costumes? I think it is probably just like a person size. Okay. Yeah. So I'm, I'm posting some pictures of Jeffrey from the 80s here. Oh, he cute. And then here's one of Jeffrey uh, presumably uh, kidnapping these children on a hot air balloon. <laughs> Those children were never seen again. Yeah. Yeah. Mikey on the left is like, mom. No! <laughs> <laughs> How many other people do you think this shirt company is selling jeffrey shirts to uh, i don't know he's wearing shirts that say jeffrey i'd fucking it. i'd fucking wear one like i would at me if you want a shirt that just says nathan on it um <laughs> you know i'll turn it into a crop top yeah so 1999 in the late 90s gg jr and baby g bowed out of the spotlight so that jeffrey could personify the nature of the true toys r us customer kids so I think at this point they like aged him backwards. Here's a uh, oh. here's Jeffrey with the fucking mom bob going on there. This is this is Jeffrey GT. Yeah, pretty they much. Jeffrey buttoned him. Ew, that looks like a beard. Yeah. Um he looks like fucking Moe's from the office, dude. I hate this. <laughs> oh, yeah, he does. <laughs> and then they also did like what every fucking company did in the 1990s where uh they gave him a fucking a they gave him a fucking skateboard. Yeah. Um, <laughs> How did you know? <laughs> Because we've been doing this show long enough. Yeah. Oh, all right. Um, yeah. Look at his fucking Morpheus glasses, yeah, dude. Yeah, dude. Since Jeffrey was now officially a kid, Toys R Us eventually set up guidelines for what he could do in ads. 
Jeffrey was no longer selling or promoting items. Instead, he appeared as a lighthearted mascot who just wanted children to come to his stores and play with him. Yeah, that's that's that. I don't like the wording on that, but, you no. know, they basically <laughs> were like, fuck, fuck them kids uh, <laughs> to his entire family um, and just got rid of them. Like, well, well if he if he reversed in age, they've literally then, never really oh. been seen since. So. Oh, that's fucking. Dark. So then we enter the worst one. In 2001, a great tragedy struck that changed our lives forever. <laughs> Jeffrey's appearance changed to be a hyper realistic giraffe and weird CGI animatronic thing. I swear to God, I thought you were going to do a 9-11. I thing. thought it was going to be a 9-11 Because it bit. is 9-11 that was, today when we're recording That this. was the joke. I'm excited to drop these pictures into this chat because I'm really excited to see what your reactions are. This is Jeffrey in 2001. No. 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 <laughs> That's horrible. Here's another one. No. No, I don't like that. What? It's so close to being okay, but it's not. Here's Jeffrey in Times Square. That's better because he's so obscured that, that I can't tell. They're they're really hiding the 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 fact or the question of if he still has thumbs. Mm -hmm. How did they make a giraffe uncanny valley? Jeffrey was once again transformed, taking on a more realistic giraffe uh, appearance. This Jeffrey was meant to represent the kid in all of us which is apparently a fucking giraffe, uh, mm. and was described as a wisecracking jokester. Um, <sighs> the animatronic version was born in 2001, making his image more realistic than ever before. This instance of Jeffrey was voiced by Jim Hanks, brother of Tom Hanks. Uh, of course. That brings us to the present one, um, which I actually like a whole lot. I think the new instance of Jeffrey looks really good, but anything's better than that fucking monstrosity. Wait, mm -hmm. this company's still in business? Kinda. So this was their 2007 revision. I like it a lot. It's just very, like, cartoony oh. and fun, you know? Um, it's better than the creepy Uncanny Valley, but it does remind yeah. me of, like, children's shows. Which, actually, yeah, it's that's fair. You know, for someone who's legitimately terrified of mascots, I sure listen to this fucking horrible yeah. podcast a lot. It's not helping. Um, nowadays, Jeffrey portrays a lighthearted attitude that resonates with parents, gift givers, and kids in over 900 worldwide Toys R Us locations. Everywhere from Israel to the UAE, South Africa to Australia, and beyond, no one love Jeffrey. I think you mispronounced Palestine. Yeah, well, yeah, you're right. What does the beyond mean? <laughs> <laughs> Space. Well, like, so here's the thing. Uh, they did have a couple of stores built recently. And I noticed that like the USA is not in here at all, like in this paragraph, because there were two stores left after their bankruptcy. And then they just shuttered them because of COVID. So, oh, like, no. yeah, I'll I'll get into that after this. He was named the top 25 mascots of all time by AOL. Is AOL still a thing? I mean, that same could be said about fucking Toys R Us. You're uh, right. And then where to next, Jeffrey? Lead the play. Uh, and yeah, that's that's basically like they, they compiled all of this info in a better way than I ever could have. So uh, if you want to read that uh, toysrs.com slash Jeffrey, if you want to see all of that stuff for yourself, all the pictures and everything are there. So uh, one other weird thing, because now we're just getting into the weird stuff about the company uh, in 2017, before they like shuttered, uh, they did sponsor an Internet live stream of a giraffe at a zoo giving birth. 
cute. Okay. You know, sure. Um, yeah. They did also thankfully go out of their way to say that, like, it's not Jeffrey's kid. Because <laughs> <laughs> he's a child currently. Yeah, right. On August 19th, 2021. Uh, WHP Global did announce that they do have plans to partner with Macy's uh, to sell toys on their website and open some in-store locations at 400 yes! Macy's department stores. Um, so, oh, that's exciting! You can go to Toys R Us again, which is cool. So, uh, basically, in summation, what's up with Toys R Us right now? I have no fucking idea. Um, they're but I'll be able to maybe buy like yeah, pokey so, plushes that'll be, there. That'll be in 2022 is when they come back. Um, so oh, that's exciting. look forward to that, I guess. Um, I can't believe I'm happy about a Hamburglore report. <laughs> right. And also like, there's like a weird part of me that's also just like, oh, this is like a cool, happy, like fun, good feeling story. But also like, there are so many fucking corporations involved in this shit that I can't feel bad yeah. for any of them. Like they were one of the first companies that got like so big in their industry that they just ran out all of the other competition and nobody could compete with them except for places like Walmart or places like Amazon and like shopping online kind of really fucked them up and they didn't really prepare for that. Um, I think it's cool that like largely I'm posting a picture of a uh, Charles Lazarus in chat. I think it's cool that like largely uh, the company was pretty much run for like the entirety of this dude's life by somebody like he clearly like yeah he you know was like an entrepreneur first but like he was somebody who clearly like gave a shit about people like having yeah. good stuff like that for their families like whenever yeah whenever he left and whenever uh they started to be a little bit more like way more like money focused like you could absolutely tell like night and day difference like the charm was just gone from those stores he like he, like the picture that i put in chat like he even looks like yeah. just really fucking cheery he also could be very happy because he did marry a sex therapist. So, <laughs> yeah, fuck yeah, get your nuts. So it goes, it goes, so it goes in there. Yeah. Stop. Yeah. In and then Stop. out and then yeah. back in. That's how you make Toys R Us kids, ladies and gentlemen. We will be right back. We're gonna take a quick break, uh, and we'll be back with Nate's report. Right, we are back. Nate, I know you're real excited about this one, so just yeah. just just do it. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> there is something about the underground that is an innately terrifying experience to people. As humans are ill-equipped to access underground spaces, we are uniquely unversed and unsettled by things that involve the concept of depth. Think about the skull catacombs in France. Uh, or movies and stories about monsters that live in caves, or the mere concept of the sinus-like, never-ending catacombs that do exist on Earth today. There's like a shitload of underground facilities and stuff in the Kansas City area, actually. Mm -hmm. Like you can Don't, rent, so... you can rent like corporate space underground. Don't do this. <laughs> There exist underground caverns that are so completely alien in its landscape that it seems like a fantasy novel. Quartz crystals as big as buses, veins of rare earth minerals, and like maybe Bigfoot, I don't know. <laughs> Depths, lineage, ritual, revenge, and a nice tomat. Oh! <laughs> what? <laughs> all things are, <laughs> these are all things that are encompassed in today's report, as I'm sure you've guessed, today's report from me is on the Italian no, restaurant no. known as Buca de Beppo. God damn it, Nate! <laughs> <laughs> we can't keep doing this! <laughs> 
fancier than something like an Olive Garden, maybe, but not above appearing in your run-of-the-mill airports in major metropolitan areas. And hey, if it's good enough for Wolfgang Puck, it's good enough for Buka de Beb. <laughs> I'm so mad right now. I can't. I'm not even listening to you. I've blacked out with rage. You're gonna get so much more mad. <laughs> Welcome to the show again, I guess. Um, I fucking hate it here. Why did I agree to <laughs> Why this? Why did you agree to this? Phil Roberts founded Buca de Beppo in 1993 as an imitation of, quote, red sauce joints. Um, Italian family restaurants in the Northeast United States. Not Italian himself. Roberts wanted his restaurant stereotypical depiction of Italian-American culture to be, and this is a real quote from him, intentionally in bad taste, but good-natured bad taste. <gasps> my hero. Oh, my God. <laughs> um, Roberts' architect son decorated the restaurant with Italians' family photographs from flea markets. So think about that for a second. Hey, how do you think those photos ended up I will get into it. Oh, no. <laughs> they were sued for stock fraud in 2006. Um, <laughs> More like stock photo fraud. Oh, whoa. Good, 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 good. I also want to bring attention to the fact that Wikipedia is like, Robert's architect son bought photos of other families and put them on the walls. It's like an architect has nothing to do with it. It's just like saying that like Kathy Brandt's <laughs> like accountant child took a shit like it doesn't matter <laughs> um the owner of Buca de Beppo sold it to another guy who was then charged in the same year 2006 um with stealing more than two hundred thousand dollars from the company holy shit in 2008 the entirety of Buca de Beppo was purchased by Planet Hollywood which I want to have a little moment. Yeah. Planet Hollywood is typeset as lowercase p, capital H. So it's Planet Hollywood. Oh, like it's not Planet Hollywood. It's just the Planet Hollywood. Right. But it the place isn't called Planet Hollywood. It is the Planet Hollywood. Huh? Yeah. Lil Nas huh. Planet Hollywood. I'm into that. Weirdly. I'm not. That's Planet fine. Hollywood's holdings include Buca de Beppo, of course, sure. Planet Hollywood, obviously, Hard Rock Cafe, yep. the Bubba Gump Shrimp Company, okay, no, and the Rainforest Cafe. I'm, are those still around? Yeah, they are. Those terrified me as a kid. There was always that fucking alligator outside. Well, don't worry. They all burnt down. Um, <laughs> Holy shit, Nate. <laughs> they also owned something called the Fashion Cafe, which ironically shuddered a couple years into its existence and is now out of fashion. All right. Now, this is merely the surface level history of the restaurant known as Bapo de Buca. <laughs> I, start, I start saying the name wrong on purpose, so just don't don't worry about it. Fuck part you. of that is is me doing this voice to text, but part of it is me have like really finding the 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 like the rhythm and the jazz of Buca de Beppo yeah. very yeah, funny. Buca de Beppo. Oh, pizza pasta. It's a good thing Italians aren't real or this would all yeah, be really questionable. Honestly, huh? you're spoiling yeah. the end of my report. <laughs> now, what I what I think is really going on here is a religious coup that seeks to destroy the very foundation of modern Christianity via a plot to dethrone one of its most prominent figureheads. And and you have no idea how literal this is about to get. But before okay. I can get to that, I need to go through some etymology. The name Buca de Beppo roughly translates to Joe's Basement from Italian. Buca, which literally means hole or pit. That was my nickname in high school. <laughs> 
Buka de Pilnock. Yeah, good, good, good. Like, hole and pit is like a Tuscany, like, slang word for basement mm-hmm. or cellar. Okay. Um, and Beppo is a diminutive form of Giuseppe, which mm-hmm. is okay. yeah. jo- is the Italian of Joseph. That's cute. And the first restaurant was in a lower, like, it was underground, the first the first restaurant. So it was, sure. it was yeah. like Joe's Basement. That, that's a cool name for a restaurant in that case. Yeah, that's cute. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. You know, I need to clarify, this was a restaurant started by a non-Italian person who wanted yeah. to okay, well, make fun of Italians. And, yeah. Okay, never mind. Yeah, all right. Yeah. <laughs> with, sto- with, 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 per- with second market family photos yeah, of uh, what, like, it says purchased Italian family photos, but like... How do they know? How do you know? Yeah. <laughs> um, How do you look at this and you're like, those are Italians? Like I bought some like really shitty photo frames and they had like I just displayed them with the stock family photos in there for a little bit because it was very funny. I'm currently doing it's that. It's funny. Yes. It's hilarious. It's really but good. I don't know like what ethnicity they are. <laughs> like, yeah, you're not. Know. You're not like this is Bumpo to Rumpo. Yeah. Look at all these Italians. Yeah, it's like, this yeah, person no. is very clearly <laughs> Polish. Yeah, this, yeah, it, it's it's that's it's weird. Nothing. Yeah, this is nothing. Yeah. Um, so with buka meaning hole or pit, and uh, beppo meaning Giuseppe, which means Joe, um, which means Joseph. The restaurant known as Buca de Beppo can also be known as Joseph's Pit. Um, oh no! Uh, <laughs> oh no! I don't think that this is merely an like eat at Joe's situation here either. I think that this is there is a specific. Joseph that is behind the dealings of this red sauce joint oh, no. and his plot isn't secret it's out in the open it's on the table I'm going to read something three times in a row okay it's just so that it, that so that you get okay. it okay each room at Buka is themed and all restaurants have a pope table the largest single table round in a room by itself with a bust of the pope as a centerpiece I'm going to read that again. All restaurants have a Pope table, the largest single table, round, in a room by itself, with a bust of the Pope as a centerpiece. I'm going to read that again. All restaurants have a Pope table, the largest single round table in a room by itself, with a bust of the Pope as a centerpiece. Ha! Why? What? This shocked me too, my very core. <laughs> what the <laughs> fuck? What the fuck? Sorry, a room of its own? They That means like not only when they rent a space to create a new buka, they have to like add a specific room for Pope's Literally table. saving room for Jesus. Oh my that. God, Cam, good. Oh my God. That's so much creepier than I thought it was. That's like, you could have told me this is like a scene from a fucking new Ari Aster movie and I'd believe you. Mid Bupo. <laughs> is this like a thing where they like honor the fallen or are people expected to eat around? Honor the fallen. That Pope was alive. <laughs> yeah, whatever. <laughs> but are like people expected to eat around this man's face? Literally, yeah. Oh, that's so creepy. I just I just love that it's just like Pope John Paul II, and here's your stevia, and here's your parmesan. So wait, so you can you eat in the Pope room? That man's in a cube. Yes. I want to. That's so weird. I want to eat in the Pope room. I want to record every podcast episode that we ever do in the Pope room, dog. Why is he in a, why is he in a plexi cube? Is I'll someone t- going to shoot the Pope bust? No. There is a Buca de Beppo on the plaza. We should absolutely Oh, we're go. fucking going, yeah, baby. Absolutely. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, you say that now, but I'm this is before I book it to break you, so we'll we'll get into it. We'll get, we'll get into you. it. Break me. What? 
Why in God's perfect blue fuck would you want to sit down at a restaurant and enjoy some al dente sundries from that good, good country shaped like a boot and have just like the Pope there? Why would you do that? Why would you want just that? like catholically guilting you about, yeah. I don't know, your calorie intake? This is like the save a seat for Elijah situation, mm. but instead of like making sure that one leaves a space for Elijah, the plans have already been made <laughs> and the Pope is there. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. It's almost like anytime you go and sit down in the Pope room, the Pope has decided that you're there and you've been invited. Oh my mm -hmm. God. Yeah, the black smoke, the white so smoke much. comes from Puka de Beppo and you can come in. <laughs> Yeah, whenever they try to get a new pope, that's actually just them burning the breadsticks. <laughs> yeah. Booga to breadsticks. Yeah. The, uh, so, so the pope is there, and from his glass cube, he will watch you gobble the gabagool in a place that is extremely, extremely close to being called bukake. <laughs> <laughs> uh -huh. Pilmak just died. <laughs> um... So now, given that the given the info that there is at least one Pope sculpture <laughs> at each Beppy book, <laughs> I can't breathe. I hate this so much. <laughs> it may be clear who the titular Beppo and Buga de Beppo is. That Beppo, that Giuseppe, that Joseph, <laughs> Jesus's adopted father, Joseph of Nazareth. No. Yeah. Stop. I will not. S stop. Keep going. I don't believe in hell, but we are going, going to it. I was born in hell. <laughs> Fuck. Joseph in the Bible is basically, he basically like dies off screen and he's not <laughs> yeah. seen after Jesus is around like 10 ish. Like, I think the last time you hear about Joseph is the story where Jesus left a family wedding and went to go teach um, the rabbi in the in the synagogue. Um, and then, like, there's a there, there's a time skip for Bible Shippuden, and <laughs> it catches back up with Jesus, and he's like 33 or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And like Joseph just is like is not mentioned ever again. He's a real hands off father. Yeah. I mean, he wasn't the kid's dad. Yeah. <laughs> hey, adoptive fathers count. He didn't. Um, <laughs> if, you, if, if, if your dad is the one true God, yeah. Joseph. Beppo? <laughs> no. <laughs> Ain't shit, yeah. Can I, I just want to, this has been floating around in my head. I'm just going to get this in here. Uh, Joseph and the amazing Technicolor breadsticks. Thank you. Oh, good. Yeah. Okay, thank I'll, you. I'll, cheers, bro. I'll drink to that. Oh, yeah. Whereas, like, you know, Mary is alive and well even after Jesus' death. So, and if you don't know the story of Jesus. Um, wow. <laughs> an angel visited the Virgin Mary and said that she would be with child and that this child would be the savior of all mankind. And this would turn out to be Jesus Christ. Um, who, if you follow Christian lore, died on the cross and absolved humanity of its sins, blah, blah, blah. I'm treating this as fact for this report or else it's not funny. Um, <laughs> or if you listen to the video game robot show, uh, she fucked Bubsy and was so embarrassed that uh, she said it was a virgin birth. So, yeah, it's actually a mistranslation. It's the furry Mary, yeah, yeah, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what happened back in the day if you had a diaper fetish and but there's diapers didn't exist yet? You know what I mean? Then you didn't have a diaper fetish. Or did you? Because you didn't know. Or did you? You're like, I have this image. I mean, um, yeah, anyway. All right. <laughs> it came to me in I'm, a dream. I'm the Einstein of diaper 
Wait, sorry. It came to me in a dream, and then I came in a dream. Yeah, there good, it is. Good, good, there good. it is. Bada bing is bada bagadupo. Um, so, okay. <clears throat> As stated, it's not clear what happened to Joseph. However, I think that there was a parting of the Red Sea sauces, and Joseph, mm. angered by his situation that God put him in, robbing him of a valued lineage, his firstborn child was not his, arguably not Mary's either. Yeah. And in the old world, this kind of thing was a way bigger deal. And it is my belief that Joseph simply fucked off, or much like in the story of Cain and Abel, he started his own cursed, marked lineage that would forever be outside the grace of God just because he was he had a stank attitude about it. Um, I know their last name was Koenig. Wow. Whoa. <laughs> whoa, don't. Because I'll link that to the I'll link that to the fucking Sunmade Raisin yeah. Girl thing. I'll do it fucking nice. The Sunmade Raisin report broke me. Me too, mm-hmm. bud. <laughs> yeah, I bet. <laughs> it made it made Cam. Um <sighs> so Joseph's kin would wander the earth for centuries, bottling up its rage like a fine olive oil, and it would soon, after the emergence and popularity of the Catholic faith steeped in artifact and ritual, that they saw a way to get revenge. If the lineage of Joseph couldn't achieve greatness on their own, they would have to subtract greatness from that of God the Father. (laughs) If Jesus could turn water into wine and his blood into wine and like a lot of things into wine. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. He could multiply different foods such as bread and fish. It should therefore be theoretically possible for such transmogrification to occur elsewhere, right? You telling me this migrification is trans? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Jesus said transmogrification rights. You telling me Jesus's nut has an alcohol content? You telling me buka? We've done this. You telling me Beppo'd this buka? Okay, all right, all right. <laughs> So, hell, the Bible even talks about other people than Christians doing, like, magic, like, all the time in the Old Testament. People are turning staves into snakes and shit, like, there's canonically other gods and shit, like Baal and shit. Even the actual Bible contains, in its first sentence, as some know it now, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. But this is actually a mistranslation. This is true. The actual word from Hebrew is in a beginning Mm. and when that instance occurs elsewhere in the bible the connotation is that of the beginning of a reign of a king therefore it is perfectly logical to assume that there are canonically other gods and other powerful beings in christian lore do not at me i'm trying to have fun (laughs) (laughs) christian school did a lot for you bud christian school did a lot to you yeah it's mostly that working it out (laughs) (laughs) um so joseph's sinister lineage is potentially using the bust of the pope as the popo de busto (laughs) (laughs) so they're using the popo de busto in combination with many second-hand uh family heirlooms that were like i said just purchased from like swap meets and stuff wild these are photos of people that no one knows (laughs) and are probably all dead (laughs) And as we all know, when you die, your soul then goes to inhabit every physical photograph that exists of you. And Mm -hmm. when those photographs are torn up, then you get to go to heaven. What was I talking about again? I'm in danger. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, when you die, your soul goes to your feet pics. Um, OnlyFans.com slash pillneck, $5 a month. <laughs> okay, yeah. So, bibbidi bobbidi boogity beppo <laughs> this red sauce joint becomes the joint source of the most sacred red sauce, the blood of Christ. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> yes, I do believe that when you go to boogity beppo and maybe when you eat any Italian food, the spaghetti is like a the body and the sauce is a like a the blood. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> yes, keep going. <laughs> this likely leaves the son of God in an anemic 
state where he can basically be easily overthrown and the reign of a new deity can begin. Since it is clear that no photos of Joseph exist that I know of, he is likely hiding in heaven and waiting to clock Jesus in the fucking face <laughs> and take his seat at the right hand of God the Father and restoring glory to his bloodline, his real bloodline. <laughs> so in conclusion... <laughs> what, I, what I posit is that the restaurant known as Buca de Beppo is actually rightfully defined as the Pit of Joseph, the cursed castle, where envisages of the figurehead of Catholicism are imprisoned in glass cases and red sauce is served in an effort to transmogrify the red sauce into the blood of Christ, thereby draining the Lord of his power in an attempt to unseat the stepchild of Joseph and potentially trap the soul of the Pope in those unbreakable glass cases forevermore. But for now, this closes the book of Buca de Beppo. I wish Italians were real. Thank you. <laughs> I am so angry. The whole time I was like, you keep saying red sauce. Mm -hmm. You're saying red yeah. sauce in unnatural amount. And then it happened. And I lost the ability to breathe. <laughs> God damn it, Nate. Welcome back. Um, this is what you get when you agree to be on this show. It was either I make red sauce be the blood of Christ, or I make like a cum joke with rag goo. Okay, well, so that's, now, that's also pretty good. I'm yeah. listening. Stop it. <laughs> I can't believe we made um, a joke about Jesus's cum being wine turn into wine. Twice. Yeah, that's true. I've only been on this podcast twice, but we have made that joke now both times. We did it, everybody, I think. Yay! I feel Buka to better after doing that. I feel like a Buka to burden was lifted <laughs> off my shoulders. We're ending the show before you can keep fucking talking. Pilnock, thanks for being yeah, here. Yeah, we Buka to better. Shut the fuck up, I hate Nate. You. Pilnock, thanks for being here. Um, fuck I'm you. also sorry. I'm not sorry. Uh, where can people yeah. find you on the internet? Don't. Okay, cool. Anyway, moving on. Uh, I'm Pillnock on Twitter. I'm Pillnock on Twitch. I stream Tuesdays and Thursdays. Thursdays are Mass Effect days. Tuesdays are, you know, variety, indie, whatever the fuck. I think I'm doing Peggle on fuck coming yeah, Tuesday. Let's go. Oh, <laughs> ladies. Uh, yeah. If you've made it this far, thanks so much for listening, everybody. Uh, if you want to support us for any fucking reason uh subscribing on whatever platform you're on leaving us a rating would really help i dare you to. yeah <laughs> uh we got a patreon patreon.com slash some good shows or bigbone.zone you've got some different tiers there uh that will basically get you access to behind the scenes notes get you access to a patreon only show unified feed access to the video game robot all that fun stuff and really good merch you guys don't talk about your shirts enough the hamburg lore shirt looks like a metal shirt it's incredible really good hamburg lore shirt made by our wonderful yeah. artist zach russell um mm -hmm. fucking go buy that shirt it's fucking awesome uh, if you liked whatever the hell this ended up being and want to see more, uh, check out the rest of the stuff we do at, at Some Good Shows on Twitter, somegoodshows.biz. My hero show is greennaruto.com. Uh, you might just like those too. Uh, our show art and music is by Zach Russell. Their work can be found at, at Cavity Crew. You can find me on Twitter at The Candy Man. And you can find me on Twitter at, at Victory Position. Thanks again for listening, everyone. And remember, everybody asks, where's the beef? But not, how's the beef? 